Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. Today is June 13th, 2021, and I'm broadcasting from the bright red desk on a beautiful, cloudy, but really nice breeze coming in the window Sunday. So um, we do, on the week ahead, we talk about what's coming up. And this is a big week indeed. You know, we're still in eclipse season. The eclipses are leaving. They're leaving. They happened last week. Um, and then we had Mars go into Leo, which made us all feel a little bit more like, okay, I know what I'm doing now, kind of, sort of, maybe. And then today, the sun squared Neptune, kind of releasing and letting us go uh, from our dreamy, drifty, perhaps a little lost place. And then uh, next up, Uranus and Saturn have their square uh, tomorrow on the 14th. They're second of three squares this year. And then later this week, Jupiter stations to go retrograde until October 17th. So there's a lot going on up there in the heavens above our heads. And, um, you know, and I try to like to think about the theme of things and, uh, as the sun's been approaching Neptune, it's square to Neptune this week. A lot of people have been, um, you know, I kind of pay attention to my climate, my clients, and my, you know, stuff on Facebook, and uh, you know what people are going through. It's very, been a very emotional week. It was a very emotional set of eclipses. They were squared by Neptune and Athena. A lot of stuff coming up for people. Mercury's retrograde. A lot of old memories, old connections, old feelings. Uh, and so energy, but also with the square to Neptune, there's a sense of being lost, a sense of l- loss of some sort. Lost, L-O-S-T, and L-O-S-S. So, of course, you know, watch the popular culture because the planets appear in the sky and they replicate here on Earth. So we see um, we see a couple things. We see uh, Benjamin Netanyahu getting uh, removed from... Um, being the Prime Minister after 12 years of Israel. We see uh, the G7 meeting, you know, kind of renewing, coming up with a new plan, a new vision. On popular television, uh, we saw America's Got Talent and Nightbird. If you didn't see her, I encourage you to go watch her, uh, her performance of a song she wrote, saying, I'm lost, but it's okay, it's okay, everybody's a little lost sometimes. And then, of course, my new obsession, Adam Levine on Maroon 5, just released a new single called Lost. And it, the video, he's, he's jumping around on rocks in an ocean, right? And I'm like, ooh, you know, that's Neptune. You know, he's, he's lost at sea kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, wow, that is, that is like, you know, the symbolism. We just got to watch that symbolism. So this week, as the sun leaves its square to Neptune, we get a little clarity. We find out things we didn't know about. Of course, we found out that the Department of um, uh, the Department of Justice was, my, you know, looking at phones, including apparently the lawyer for the Trump, <laughs> Don McGahn. They apparently got his meta his metadata, uh, and of course Adam Schiff and people on the Judicial Committee, um, or the House. I think it was the House Committee. Anyway, they got Apple. The Justice Department let the gag order expire. Apple picked up the phone and called and said, hey, you know, by the way, for the last four or five years, four years, I guess, we've been giving your phone data over to the, the Trump administration. Um, 
just letting you know. Now, we didn't give them the content of your phone, like your emails and your text messages. We gave them your phone numbers and incoming phone numbers, too. Who called you? So, you know, just remember that. You know, you might want to get a, get a throwaway phone if you're doing uh, contacting journalists. <laughs> but Don McGahn, the White House counsel, he was even tapping his phone. So Neptune, Sun, Sun in Gemini, Square Neptune in Pisces. Hey, you know, we were looking in this stuff. So it's an, it's an opportunity for all of us to look at where we're having things be revealed where we're perhaps feeling a little lost or feeling a little adrift or feeling like we need to check out some other options because there's a lot of energy around how do we how do we do this what do we do what's the journey that we're taking and so um part of the options of course mercury retrograde does invite us to reevaluate things you know to get a second opinion to think about what else it is we want to do or what else we could do what are our other options? What do we want to explore? And Mercury's retrograde still for a few more weeks. He goes direct on the 22nd, um, but he is also, um, you know, he's retrograding back and forth. Now, Jupiter this week, we know, goes retrograde. He entered his shadow on March uh, 27th, and he entered it at 22 Aquarius. Now, every time we see that number 22, for the next 30-some-odd years, we need to pay attention. So Jupiter got to 22, which is the same degree as the COVID clump all last year, opening crescent to it. And he said, okay, how about this? And now he's going to be going retrograde until October 17th. He's stationing this week at, um, at 2.11 Pisces. And he's backing up until we get to uh, October when he turns to go direct. So now we're going to have Pluto retrograde, Saturn retrograde, Jupiter retrograde. I always think of Jupiter retrograde as the movie. You know, the movie comes out, you film the movie, you film the movie, you film the movie, and then Jupiter goes retrograde, and then you go back and look at all the film, and you edit the movie, and then you, uh, Jupiter goes direct, and then you release the movie. You know, so I have a friend coming in town this week uh, for <laughs> for a movie where they're doing uptakes or whatever they're called, where they come back and they, you know, they put the film together and they realize there's a couple things missing. So she's coming in for uptakes this this week, um, and that's you know that's good. You know, she's going to fly in. I hopefully get to have some food with her and uh, catch up. I mean, we talk to each other on the phone a lot, but it's that kind of week. You're going to go back and do the uptakes. You're going to go back and look at where there was something left out, didn't really quite make the cut, or you need something reshot for continuity, or you need something addressed for continuity so that you're clear how you're going forward. And remember, the big, big feature of this week is the Saturn-Uranus square. Right Now, this square is the feature for 2021, but the important part of it is that it is asking us to put in place the structures that we need to change the structures that we have in our lives to create our next 20 years, which technically begins began last Jan, December when Jupiter and Saturn met up at zero Aquarius. And this year, Saturn and Uranus are squaring each other, saying, what structure, Saturn, Uranus, do you need to change? Uranus. Uranus is change. Squares are changes. It's a closing square. It's a psychological integration. It asks you to go back and look at the earlier cycles and understand them from an integrative point of view 
and figure out, well, okay, what do I do? And the last time we had these squares was an opening square, which was the fall of um, 99, winter of 2000, before we got to May of 2000, when the conjunction happened at 23 Taurus. So now we're figuring out. Now, in this case, Saturn is going backwards, so he's revising the structures. He's renovating the foundations. Uranus is going forward for a few more, few more bits until he stations to go retrograde. But because Uranus is in Taurus, he's not going to station to go retrograde until we get into September time frame. And then he will be retrograde September through January. So Uranus is like change, 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 change. And Saturn is like, you know... I'm looking at those structures and trying to figure out what it actually is I want to change. The structures that are being revised are in your Aquarius house. The areas of change that are taking place are in your Taurus house. So look in your chart at 13 degrees. If you have any planets at 13, they're getting very activated this week. Woken up, being asked to change. And then Jupiter's going to station and go, oh, that's a big change. That's a big change. Okay, so I'll go backwards too and help I'll, help, I'll go back and help Saturn because now that he realizes all the things he has to change, I'm going to go back to 22. Uh, I'm going to go back to 22 also. So Jupiter's going back to help Saturn, even though he went into Pisces and he said, "Here's the future," and now he's saying, "Not so fast." Back we go. So it's a back to the future kind of week, but it allows us to look back at things, understand them from a different perspective, see them in a different way, feel them emotionally in a different way. And, of course, it's still eclipse season, so there's lots of stuff coming out. A lot of reveals, a lot of new information can feel, you know, in the news side, it's a busy, busy week. You know, you hang up and it goes busy, busy. Psychic energy is very high. You know, if you've got Neptune is uh, playing with those planets. I had a client write that, you know, she had... uh, you know, she had had a bad feeling about the night before the shooting in Austin and had said to her friend, you know, I don't know that you should go. And then, of course, the shooting. So she wrote me the email. I'm like, all right, I need to go Google Austin and see, oh, there was a shooting in Austin. I mean, there were so many shootings. But, yeah, so that's the energy. Pay attention to the psychic. Pay attention to the, ooh, what about that? Ooh, that's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that before. That energy is very, very potent right now. And so our job is to understand that we are, we're really working with this energy on a big way, revising things, changing things, restructuring things. And again, you don't have to restructure it out of your life. You just have to structure it so that it supports your forward growth. That's the goal, supporting your forward growth. And because uh, Uranus is moving forward and he's saying we are changing. And Saturn is saying, I, you know, I'm going backwards. I'm not quite ready yet. And Uranus is like, well, I'm ready. And off they go. So the energy is very intense this week, was last week. It is eclipse season, you know. So that's the other part of it. So we want to kind of understand that the changes are swirling around. We might feel a little lost. Watch the new Adam Levine Maroon 5 video, Lost. Watch Nightbird singing, it's okay, it's okay to be a little lost. Everybody's a little lost sometimes. And just know that the energy is very, very potent for all of us. So everybody's having it, and you guys have the gift of astrology to understand the energy, which gives you a a heads up, so to speak. But it also gives you an opportunity to kind of go, wow, it's a little wild out there. Everybody's a little wild right now. Uh, Mars is in Leo, which is pretty fiery. 
Um, and when he's in Leo, he is not feeling sorry for himself anymore. He is like acting. But the moon is, uh, Venus is out of bounds still for a few more weeks. So people are really reacting from a very deeply emotional place every time the moon changes signs. So when the moon shifts from Cancer where it was this week, it goes into Leo, went into Leo this afternoon around 222 in the afternoon, and it'll be in Leo for a couple days, and it'll go into Virgo for a couple days, and it'll go into Libra for a couple days. So the Leo moon is very creative. If you did not do your new moon ritual yet, this is a new moon on an eclipse on your note of fate. I'd like you to make a huge list of all the stuff you want to do over the next 19 years. You don't have to do it this week, but just a big list. Because it's in Gemini and it's saying, this is my vision of 19 years from now. Think back to June of uh, 2002, June of 1983, June of 1964, Big list. Make a big list. This, If you didn't do your ritual yet, do it now. It's very easy. You just sit down, light a candle, get a piece of paper, meditate, write down what your heart desires. Um, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday till 1.27 p.m. And then you can also do it on the Virgo moon, which is 11 p.m. on the 15th, all day the 16th, and through 11.54 p.m. on Thursday. But that one's a little more a little more action-oriented moon because it's a square. So try and do it on the Leo moon today, uh, t- Monday, and then Tuesday through 127 East Coast time. So let's talk about the moon. So seeing we kind of migrated to the moon page. Okay, so the moon right now is in Leo. Earlier today it was in Cancer with a hard-closing aspect of a separation, an opposition, um, an opposition to Pluto. Um, so the last couple of days when Mars went into Leo, the moon was in Cancer. So people were really reacting from a um, uh, reacting from a deep emotional space, and the moon was also out of bounds. So that makes everybody a little more emotional. And then, of course, Venus is in Cancer, answering to an out-of-bounds moon. So she was a little more emotional. So, you know, if you've had an emotional couple of days, you're right where you're supposed to be. Now the moon goes into Leo. She's in Leo. So Venus is feeling a little perky. She's feeling happy, happy. She's feeling like, woohoo, I'm ready to roll. And so we're working we're looking at her kind of being in a you know, a little bit of a drama queen mode. And that's okay. She's, you know, throws her hair she throws her hair back and goes, Yes. Uh but she's she's very creative. Um Monday is a little bit stressed because even though the moon's in creative Leo, she is forming what we call a T-square to the Saturn-Uranus um, square. So think of Saturn in Aquarius, Uranus in Taurus, moon's in Leo. Moon is opposite Saturn squaring Uranus. So she's a little bit of a drama queen tomorrow. So tomorrow's a little dramatic between 3 and 7, uh, maybe even through 8, 9 o'clock, because the moon is like, ah, but she's active. She's active, and she's bringing up stuff that she wants. So we have to kind of listen to her and recognize that there's this energy with her of, okay, that's the way you feel about it. This is how I feel about it. So there's a, there's a very intense energy with the moon uh, uh, tomorrow, Monday. Then the moon is in Leo Again, this is also taking action to get what you want, right? So you're harnessing that energy for a positive thing. 
Then uh, the moon goes void on the 15th with a sextile to the sun in Gemini. And we have this kind of dramatic energy. Uh, and the moon is void on Tuesday the 15th from 1.27 till 11.02 p.m. So Monday's a little intense on the Donald. If we're talking the Donald scale, Monday's a little intense the 14th. Tuesday's kind of flowy with some emotional clarity required. Moon in um, Leo is going to form a finger of God, which is always kind of a juicy little energy, going to form a fast God with Neptune and Pluto um, about what is my passion. And she's pointing at her passion and having a vision of where she wants to go. Um, then we go in the Virgo moon is the 16th. That's kind of a flowy, easy moving energy. Then the 17th, also moon in Virgo, a little more stressed because the moon has an argument with some planets, has an argument with Neptune and an argument with Mercury. But, you know, it's clear. Moon in Virgo is clear. And then its closing aspect is um, at 11.54 p.m., a square to the sun. So moon in Virgo squares the sun in Gemini. So they're having a little bit of a tiff, but nothing too major. Because, remember, Mercury is retrograde, so they're going to make up even if they're fighting. Then the moon goes into Libra at 4.54 a.m. on Friday the 18th. It's in Libra the 18th, the 19th, the 20th, and it goes void at 6.52 a.m. Saturday morning the 20th. And it is void uh, until 7.58 a.m. when it goes into Scorpio. Just an hour, an hour and a few minutes. The 20th is a big day because that's the day that Jupiter stations to go retrograde. And that's also the day that the sun, and that happens at 11.06 in the morning. And that's also the day that the sun goes into Cancer. That's the day of the summer solstice. The sun is the highest it gets. And it initiates officially the summer season. And we begin a new chapter. All right, And then the moon in Libra closing aspect, I'm sorry, the moon in Scorpio, which is all day the 20th, has a closing aspect of a um, uh, sextile to Pluto. So that's an easy one. So the Donald Day is Monday. Those are the, the tough days. And we also can have a little bit of tough on the 19th, Saturday the 19th. Uh, and a lot of change this week. Change, change at the beginning of the week on the Uranus-Saturn square. Uh, and the, the shift and Moon hitting that, that square really passionately and saying to him, you know what I really want? And then really big change energy on the 20th because of all the swirling energy. You know, the Moon's in Scorpio as Jupiter stations to go retrograde. So it's stationing with a trine retrograde. Think about that. Which means that the Moon in Scorpio is going to say to Jupiter, well, you know, if you really want to do all that stuff, what we have to do is this first. And Jupiter's listening. And then the sun goes into Cancer, right? But it's answering to a Scorpio moon. Now, we've been watching how in Venus and Mars have been in Cancer, how they change. So even though the sun's in Cancer, it's a Scorpio moon sun. Very passionate, very intense because the season inaugurates with the moon in Scorpio ruling that Cancer sun. Intense, intense, intense. But fun. Okay, so on to our dates. Uh, the sun in Gemini right now, 23 Gemini, goes up to zero Cancer on the 20th. Its aspects this week are pretty quiet. 
it does have a sesquiquadrate to Saturn, asking it to, you know, on the 18th, after Saturn emerges from his fight with Uranus and with um, uh, the moon on Monday, you know, the sun says to Saturn in Gemini, well, you know, we've been talking about this for a while. <laughs> and Saturn, in his curmudgeonly, you know, manner, going backwards, going, I know we have, and I am not happy. I am not happy about it. The sun also has what we call an inconjunct or a quincunx to Pluto on June 17th, which says, I have to make adjustments to my strategy. I had a strategy. It looked perfectly good. But now I've realized I have to take make adjustments. We also have the sun entering Cancer, which we talked about. And then today, tonight at 8 o'clock, we have the sun squaring Neptune, releasing us from our feeling lost. Now, it's going to need a couple days to get off of Neptune, so you're not going to feel like clear until it gets out of the square, but it is leaving that square. Mercury this week, going backwards, has a semi-square to Mars. Now, Mercury square Mars, that happens on the 15th. Mars finds that pretty frustrating as far as he's concerned. Not pleased. Thank you very much. But um, Mercury is having the second of three squares, semi-squares to Mars. But Mars is now in Leo, so he wants to do what he wants to do, and Mercury is going to want to warn him. But Mercury kind of needs to mind his own business because Mars needs to make his mistakes. And this is the, you know, when you have a kid and you say to them, I don't know that you should do that. And then they tell you, I'm old, leave me alone. And you go, all right. And then you kind of close your mouth. And you make a little face, that's the energy. Now, it doesn't have to be your kid. It's anybody. Anybody you tell them to do anything, they're going to be like, can't make me. (laughs) And you can't. So it's sometimes better to just not say anything. Mercury's not moving far, 16, 17 Gemini this week. Venus this week goes from 13 Cancer to 19 Cancer. So everything in your chart between 13 and 19 will be activated by the goddess of love. She is, however, having a little bit of a rough time today and tomorrow because she's sextile to Uranus and she's having an argument with Saturn who's telling her she can't and she wants to and she doesn't really want to listen to him, so she's not going to. And and she's forming a quick finger of God over the next few days with Saturn and um, uh, Juno where she's like, I am not in the mood to do this for relationship anymore. Can't make me. I don't want to. So the energy with her going from 13 to 16, if, especially if you have planets at 13 to 16, there's a, there's a finger of God in your chart that is going to get looped into this energy of the structures that need to be adjusted to make my relationship work. Uh, we also have Venus sextiling series on the 13th, which is, okay, let's try and, be, try and do this a little more creatively. Um, and Venus always is always a little crabby with Saturn, as, or sorry, with Jupiter as he stops on the 16th. She's kind of had it. And, you know, and Jupiter's in Pisces, so he's kind of like, you know, I know you're really upset about this, but, you know, if you look at it from a different perspective, again, nobody wants to be told to look at it from a different perspective right now. They're looking at it from their perspective. It's retrograde. It's very personal. It's internal. It's, you know, what that feels like to me is this. 
And it's like, all right, but, you know, can you step out and look at how it feels to other people? No, I don't want to. And you're like, all right, you don't have to. And so that's the energy. No, you don't have to. You, you, know, you can do what you want. It is retrograde. Whatever is done under retrogrades often has to be redone, reversed, revised, revisited. So it's okay, unless it's something really bad that they're doing, to let them have their, um, have their uh, version, have their story, you know, have their, their version of where it is. You know, here in New York, we're having the mayoral races, and there's a lot of people running for the mayor. And, our, you know, the Democratic primary is really when you have to vote to pick. So the front runner apparently doesn't live in New York. <laughs> he has an apartment in New Jersey, but he wants to be the mayor of New York. He has a kid who lives in Bed-Stuy, so, well, he has a kid, and he has an apartment in Bed-Stuy, which is a uh, place in Brooklyn. So apparently he took the reporters on a tour there, and, you know, reporters are reporters. So they open the refrigerator, and there's meat, and there's milk, and there's cheese in the refrigerator. And this guy's a vegan. So why has he got meat and milk and cheese in the refrigerator? And then they went in the closet, and they took a picture of his shoes, and then they found pictures of his son wearing those shoes. So we think it might be his son's apartment. So, of course, everybody's like, release your easy pass, release your easy pass so we can find out where you really live. It's that kind of week, man. You just got to go with, your, you can get caught if you've not been telling the truth, right? So that's the other energy to remember. Uh, so in his case, yeah, what's a steak and chicken doing in your refrigerator if you're a vegan? And they did this whole huge feature on how he is a vegan and he's a bodybuilder and, uh, earlier this year. And, you know, he makes these big shakes in his house. He's, he sleeps a lot in the office, right? So he sleeps a lot in the borough, uh, borough hall. Um, obviously not going back to Fort Lee, and, um, which is New Jersey, another state, and makes this blender. So at any rate, we'll see what happens. We'll see how much trouble he gets into for fibbing to us about where he lives. Um, Mars this week is an early Leo. It does have a semi-square to Vesta. And, of course, we're having the fights with him about where does he live. <laughs> and then Mars is in an inconjunct or quincunx to Jupiter. And that happens also on the 14th. So there's kind of an aha moment. Jupiter this week is going to stop, which means we feel his energy for five days before and five days after. So as of the 15th of June, we will feel Jupiter pausing. And on the 25th, we will feel him releasing. And he is actually stationing on the 20th, um, on the 20th at 2 Pisces. And as I mentioned, he's going backwards until October 17th. So all things that you have worked on and thought were finalized and figured out between March 27th and now are going backwards and being revised. Um, big, big event this week is the June 14th, 6 p.m. Uranus square Saturn at 3 degrees 13 degrees and six minutes of Aquarius and Taurus any planets you have at 13 get activated big time by this energy and woken up in a new way that want to invite you to change and they want you to look at your structures look at your Saturn in Aquarius wherever it is and shift the story understand the story make the changes happen uh, we also have Pluto uh, in Capricorn sextiling Athena this week on the 19th. So that's also strategic plans about how to proceed and where to go. 
And, of course, you know, this definitely tied to New York. On June 19th, Vesta is biquintile Eris, the goddess of discord. So where exactly do you live? But this also means that we can be having some fights at home. So hopefully that gives you a plan and a strategic approach to deal with the week. Remember, um, on Monday with Moon and Leo going through that T-square, she is really activating it. It's going to shoot out at 14 Scorpio. Whatever's at 14 Scorpio is going to get the boom of energy. But the moon goes through, first fighting with, um, first she goes through and she fights with Uranus. Then she goes and opposes Saturn. And then Uranus and Saturn square each other. And that's like between 3 o'clock and 6.30 East Coast time on the 14th. So we're going to watch the news. There'll be some big hoo-ha. But also adjust your time zone because you really want to watch how the moon activates these guys because it's going to really point out some of the structures you need to change to achieve the kind of life you want. And um, Monday's the Donald Day this week. That's the big one. And so he always likes a warning when it's going to be intense. So it's a Donald Day. So you're all warned thanks to Donald. And I wish you all a great week and um, a lot of fun. And you know, be gentle with yourself. It's a pretty intense week up there. We're still in eclipse season. We're still having things revealed. Take care and have fun. Bye-bye.